welcome back to the Rad Dad Podcast, episode 21. Zach, Joe, York, we're all 21, here. 21, 21, 21. Prime time. Yeah, Rad Dad Podcast. We ain't hard to find. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. We might even be on iHeartRadio. I don't know. We, we are on iHeartRadio. Got okay, work. This is go. via iHeart. If you type in, if you type like we saw at Moondance that one night, if you type in uh, the Red Ed podcast, well, it's a marvelous night for a But you looked That's it up somebody. while you were there. Remember? Yeah, I got her phone. I, I looked it up. I typed in. I wanted to see how it was from like. Oh, a, I thought that was Apple. It was, but I'm just saying. Either way, like you type in the Red Dead podcast, that it pulls up with the top one. Is that like guerrilla marketing for podcasts? You just grab people's phones and subscribe. Real yeah. Quick? Ambush marketing. Yeah. Not only did we do that, but we made, left a nice review. I mean, she, I mean, she left a review. Oh, there you go. It's from her phone. I can't confirm it or not. Doxing. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Let's just jump into the docket here before uh, we get get to rambling, because this one is uh, is pretty topical from last weekend. Birthday parties with kids. Um all right, first of all, I want to get y'all's take on this. Where do y'all stand? I am a, I am now team no presence for birthday parties. No. Um, family members are just going to do it regardless. That's fine. But like kids, like fr- friends from school or neighborhood kids, like you don't have to get my kids something. Like he's already got enough shit. Um, and then the little one's just going to get all the stuff that he already has. So she doesn't need anything. Um, but it just creates issues like. My oldest had a birthday party last weekend and didn't have a gift. I ran up to the store real quick and got, you know, a book and like a toy, like a little pack of cars. But it was like a Buzz Lightyear invitation. So I was like, all right, I'm assuming the kid likes Buzz Lightyear. No Buzz Lightyear toys at the store. I went to Walgreens. And so I was like, well, I have no other frame of reference to go off of because it's not like they put a note that was like, hey, if you want to get so-and-so something here are a couple things he likes like i don't know this kid so is this like an rsvp type birthday party yeah okay so when i like when i I had the same situation two weekends ago and when i rsvp'd i asked the lady because i didn't know these people my son's one of his new classmates or whatever but i uh when i rsvp i said hey i said what kind of presents you know because when I asked my son, I said, what does she like? Like, what does she want? He goes, she wants a, a Barbie dream house. I said, well, that's not well, something that's that, $75. I was like, well, that's not something that we get. So how about some nice furniture or a Barbie to go in this dream house? So then the lady sends me a list of like things like her kids into. So I'm telling Lucas about it. We're at Target. I said, all right, here's the list. I said, she said she likes this and this and this. So we go to the first thing. We find Barbies and he picks out one. I said, all right, cool. He goes, all right, what's next on the list? I said, buddy, I said, we're not checking off the list. Like we, we had the list to pick something <laughs> off of it. <laughs> but he was just like, well, but, but she gave you a list. Like he's the most literal kid of all time. Like Joe knows this. I mean, he sees the list and he's like, all right, well, we have to please these people. We're going to go yeah, complete the list, you know, complete the list. And well, I was just like, no, so we can't do all that. But uh, we went to you've the, made the list. Yeah. You just made the list. I mean, I do yeah, kind of I mean, wonder like, about I don't, that. Like, I'm not trying I mean, to be like over a, at like York's like kids birthday parties and things like that. One, the toy aisle is very complicated. There's just a lot of options. And it's a little overwhelming, but two, like I'm kind of, I kind of see your point, Zach, and like a birthday party, I could see just becoming for a parent. This is just more shit that I have to clean up and deal with. Like that's one time. It might not ever be taken out again, but like this one time, you're gonna have to deal with it again. Well, here's the thing: until they get to a certain age, they don't understand that it's a birthday party. So when you have a two-year-old birthday party and there's presents. The kids just think, oh, well, this is just a toy that I'm going to play with. And so then it just becomes a madhouse. And then, you know, when they're young enough, they also do the thing where they open one gift and then they're just solely focused on that gift and they don't open anything else. Yeah. Um, 
Well, have yeah, any of y'all sure. gotten to the point? I saw a person on Twitter talking about like the most glorious thing for a present or for a parent is when your kids hit the age of like the drop-off birthday parties. Like you don't have to stay there. Oh, like have you experienced that yet, York or anything? No, I haven't. But I thought about it. <laughs> so when I took a look, at, so I, it was in cold water, and I'm Ooh. driving. You know, of course I get, I get there and I lose service. So I have no contact with the outside world. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. And like selfishly, when I got there, I was like, all right. So, you know, I was excited to go because I'm single. And I was like, you know, maybe there's other people here that I can meet. And just kind other, of other with. single people there that you could talk to about, you know, it's just like, like a like single dads. Yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, network just, po- just just post it up like, hey, man, you single too? What's up? Yeah, it's crazy. How are your 30s? <laughs> But I like it. So we don't get there. split checks anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of going Dutch? <laughs> but I like we uh, get there and do I have some preparated or prep preparated? Um, I prepared by taking bringing um, libations just in case because you don't know. Some people are different. Like you don't know if it's that kind of party. Yeah, you go over to like a Baptist person's house or something. Yeah, or my old house. Um, or you're so like you me when you're at the hospital, you bring a cooler. Yeah, yeah. But so I bring like a, I'm, I do it very strategically. I get like a, I go get a sexy tea and then I drink most of it, and then I have like the ice down there at the bottom. But then after that, you can take your cooler and you can just keep refilling it with high noons or whatnot, and everyone thinks you're still just have this everlasting tea yeah you you found the the infinity tea yes one tea to collect them all or whatever he says i've never seen that movie that's what you told that state trooper one time <laughs> wait, he was like, wait hold Touché. on you never seen what um one is it one ring to rule them all is that what it is yeah he's talking about lord of the rings yeah i haven't seen that one what but i, was, I, but I mixed lord of the rings with thanos yeah Nerd, we're off the rails. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Um, yeah. So I've heard of uh birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese, and Chuck E. Cheese has draft beer. Um, nightmare. Um, so yeah, nightmare scenario to be locked in a Chuck E. Cheese with you know fifteen six year olds, but you're at least you know. Down in some cold beer while you're there. Yeah. And the pizza's not. Pizza's un- actually really good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can eat it. I mean, it's no DiGiorno, but, you know. Oh, this is a. It's no Costco. This is a Red Baron household over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a Scrooge where I'm like, I don't want this three-year-old or four-year-old to get a gift. But it's just like, hey, like, just put it on the invitation. Or like when we RSVP, like, tell us. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that makes you a Scrooge. I mean, I've been over to, like, some of my nieces and nephews' houses, and I'm like, there's no way all this has been touched. Like, you just get these gifts, and there's no resonance to them at all. Like, you just – they go into a, a, a bin somewhere, mm-hmm. and they're never touched again until they're given away or something. Like, I think there's some truth to that in terms of, like, hey – if you want to get my kid a book or something like that, or, or something that, you know, put on a shelf, he can read later, things of that nature. Um, I think there's something to that, but you know, yeah, it's, it can be difficult. Like sitting in the bar, like me sitting in the Barbie aisle looking for toys is a, it's a tough look. It's a tough look. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And they're also like security. Can you, we just need someone to monitor what's going on here. <laughs> Yeah. No, so if you have like a, a, a birthday party theme, I think it's easy to get a gift off of that. But sorry, what if like so the theme is like are, baseball? Then like, okay, get, get, him, get, get him a white stuff. baseball and say, I figured he's going to run out of going to be hitting so many dingers. You know, I tell you, as a kid, I would have loved nothing more than like one of those buckets of baseballs you could get from like East Bay back in the day. Oh, yeah. I would have yeah. loved that. Like the a bucket, like to sit on with the padded seat. There's the padded yeah. seat, but it's got all the baseballs in it. God would have loved that. Man, who knows what my life would have been? Used to sit on a lot of buckets back in the day. 
camping like wise, you just cut a hole in those and put a garbage bag in and it works as a toilet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was always the uh that was always like the the best part of being a coach. Shitting in the buckets. Oh no. <laughs> just pull the tarp over yourself when you're out of the diamond. I was like, all right, after the game, which one of these <laughs> shitheads am I gonna make carry these buckets back to my car? <laughs> Oh God! Literally, yeah, because I, they would dump the bucket on their heads sometimes. <laughs> Coach, why'd you make such a sloppy mud pie in the in the bucket? <laughs> I saw one the other day. He goes, "It was one of the skits." He said, uh, "He pulled up to him. He goes, what's wrong with you? Can you not drive?'" He goes, "No, I can't drive. It's not that easy. Not everyone can just do everything." <laughs> All these buttons, I don't know what any of it does. <laughs> How much of an asshole would you feel like though, if you pulled up somebody and you like yelled at them for that and they were just like, no, man, I can't. Like, I'm really struggling right now. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me, please? I would just be like, well, I guess I got myself into the situation. Like, all right, we're about to learn how to drive, 37-year-old man. It's like the uh the the skit on Family Guy when uh Chris um uh, what I cannot remember the music video. Uh, it's like that black and white Rickroll. Yeah, or he's like he sees the music video and then the guy's like, "Come on!" Then he like gets into the music video and he's like dancing and stuff. That's when he jumps into the he's in the freezer section. He falls. Uh, he falls through the wall back into like the real world. And they're like, "Chris, what are you doing?" And he just goes, "I, I don't, don't know." know. <laughs> <laughs> Take on me. That song. Oh yeah, because um, he sees it. He sees him, and he's like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and the guy's like, "Come on!" <laughs> Great song and music video. Yeah, um, we yeah, should play I mean, that. At the, we look, should play that at I, the end of our podcast and like do different variations of it. I like that. That'd be new and original. We could hire like the uh, Korean animators to like come up with little different things we could put on the mm-hmm. YouTube video. Yeah, maybe we could get a lot of and do some stuff like that. I I think to end this topic here, uh, yeah, like I will personally, when my kids have birthday parties, I will no no presents. Like immediate family members, sure. Like buy yeah. some clothes, and that's just keep it simple. But, but I feel like you're robbing your kid of that though. Get him a gift card. You get him a gift card, but I mean it's it's and. The kid, I mean, they that, get that's, presents that's what, when they get older. I know that, but that's what they get. But like when you get older, like you run out of stuff that you want. That's the joy of Christmas now, and the joy of having a birthday party now is like they cannot wait for. Hey, when do we get to open presents? And, and no one's saying you have to get like a fifty dollar gift. Like you can get something like a fucking. I always found like so. I, I was like a fifteen to twenty dollar gift. You know, get something like that, like a little because shit's expensive. You can get one Barbie. It's like fourteen ninety nine, and for my girls, and like it's, they can't make enough of them. Well, I'm just, I'm just mostly doing it because I'm saving the other parents the trouble, right? But like they're also no one's, everyone's going to show up to a party saying, I know they said that, but like, do we not bring something? I'm a direction follower. I won't show up with anything. Yeah, I'll expect to be. You got to get you got to get there early. You get there earlier and you sit outside your truck and like you have a gift just in case. But like you or you have a gift card, but you, but you have a gift card like a uh, a Malco gift card. And if you see people walking in with presents, then you bring it. But if you see now that God, you remember those little booklets of movie money? Yes. York, that's that's interesting what you for. just brought up, though, like. That's a really good gift in my mind because you give that gift and it's something that the kid and the parents can do together. Or but like you know what I'm saying? Like that's right, a good yeah. that's actually a pretty good idea. Right. But also you can get that kind of gift. And if you are noticing all the other parents walking in with, with gifts, or you see a bunch of them not walking in with gifts, then you're like, okay, apparently like they're everyone's taking this seriously. No gifts. Now you have a movie gift card to use. It's something you could use. Yeah, you, you can use it. Yeah. What, um, not to extend this topic, but what, um, 
what age did you guys have birthday parties until? Like we actually got gifts You're from family wrong motherfucker. like that. Like, what are you, you saying? Have? When was when was the cutoff for like an actual birthday party? Yeah, whether it be friends or family or anything like that. Like there was actually like a dedicated celebration to your birthday. I think once I got to middle school, we switched to just doing dinners. Yeah. Like 12, 13 was the cutoff. Maybe. But yeah, I think maybe I was before, like, I'd say probably 12 years old was probably the cutoff. I think I think I was 11 or 12. York's yeah, like, I like, still do it. Yeah, no, I don't, we you, do. Like, it's my mom's reason to get everyone together. Yeah. We yeah. literally like, I don't, I don't care what celebration it is. It's like starting now. You could bank on every Sunday. We're having dinner at Angie's, someone's birthday, someone's mother's or father's day, or yeah. Pretty soon we're just going to start showing up on Sundays expecting dinner and have a yeah. Gift. Just like wait, something's going on, right? <laughs> so we're all here. Let's just yeah. Wait to eat. yeah. So that's, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I guess twelve years old, maybe thirteen, when I started the uh, streak of going to Macaroni Grill for like twelve straight years. For my birthday. And it would suck some years. Some years my mom would be like, yeah, we're going to do something for your birthday. Like pick a thing. And like shit would just keep on happening. And like three months down the road, she's like, oh yeah, we need to go do that for your birthday. I'm like, mom, it's July. <laughs> Zach walks into Macaroni Grill. They're like, you know what time it is? They have alarms. They have like the, <laughs> the red light just. <laughs> they got somebody in the kitchen just. <laughs> Awesome, just a hockey goal thing. Yeah. God dog. Fuck. Can I selfishly bring up the next topic? It's not it's not written down anywhere, but I gotta discuss this. Yeah, come on. How shitty is poison ivy on a scale of one to ten? Okay. Um because I'm on day eleven of this shit and I finally went to the doctor and got a steroid shot. Oh no. Is that where you jacked? Dude, this stuff just keeps on popping up. Like okay, it got on my face starting yesterday. Like it is miserable. I don't want to say anything, but that's why I didn't try your steak yesterday. Did y'all see this goal right? Kids spread poison ivy. How the fuck did you get it? Well, once you wash the oils off and everything, you can't really spread it. But it can it pop is, up it like on areas off. like that day before I took a shower, like before I knew I had it. Like any place, and they say like the oil gets stuck under your fingernails. Like any place you touch on your body before you take like a really good shower and wash everything off can have stuff popping up for the next five to it's in like five to ten days. Oh, so that's why they tell you sometimes between like the first time you notice it and it being gone can be like a two, three week process. Because like if you didn't realize you were in it and like wouldn't took a shower right away and it was just on you for a couple hours and you had no idea, like you're just up shit creek apparently. So what have you put um, on it to like get rid of poison ivy? You just have to dry it up. Or like today, like because it started getting on my because it popped up on my face, I went to the doctor and they're like, Well, they're like, because it's on your face, and so we're gonna get you on a steroid shot and a steroid regimen. So I'm about to be jacked, but I'll also not have poison ivy. Well, I figured the only way to get rid of it was to call Batman. Mm. Mm. Very nice. I don't mean to brag, but uh never had poison ivy. I don't think I have either. I might not be allergic to it. I typically would get it at the golf course. Like I'd get it like on my hands from like hand picking the range or something, like digging golf balls out. And it looks like this time I got it, we were killing some weeds on the fence line and just got it back there. Like we went back and me and Michael went back there and looked and we saw a couple little spots of it that, you know, were dead now because we had killed it around up. But I guess I was just pulling shit out and didn't recognize it. Yeah. I've never had, but that's the weird thing. It's it's not my hands. I don't know how to pick it out. Like I, I couldn't walk around and then be like, Oh, that's poison. ivy. like, I have no idea. Leaves of three. Let it be. That's the rule. What about leaves of four? You're good to go for more. Yeah. You're solid. Okay. Yeah. I've never had it, but I imagine it's just awful. 
I know more about it now than ever. Cause like when I initially popped up, Amanda was like, you're not touching the baby. And I was like, well, I was like, I don't think I can spread it. Like as long as I've like, washed off like all the oil and everything. And she was you like, don't I run that, you don't want to roll that dice. Yeah. Okay, she's I like, trying to get Amanda to go out with me on Saturday. We're not Joe, can't, Joe can't go out because he's got poison ivy. I said, well, it sounds like Joe's going to watch the baby and we get to go out and drink. And she was like, Joe's not touching the baby. I was like, okay. Joe just told somebody, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> She's not uh, in the same house. <laughs> Joseph, I didn't know if you were hungry. Joseph. No, she was like, I was like, why is my mom called me? And then she probably told you the pizza's ready. Dirty towels. Oh. She's like, hey, did you see that goal in the stars tracking game? She turned it on the voice tonight. She was like, I've just been watching playoff basketball and hockey. I forgot the voice was like in the finals. I was like, oh, that's off. Yeah, we were watching for some reason in mute. We were watching Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid, baby. Why? That I don't woman know. loves Naked that, and Afraid more I don't than any, know. Show on the, uh, any show on television. Network television, man. Extra it, it is fascinating. Like Naked and Afraid, like I'll I'll hate on it. But I've watched episodes with her, and it's pretty fascinating. Well, I walked up and I saw it on TV. I said, "I said I didn't know fucking Survivor was still a thing." And they're on Why Survivor on it? Why is there so much man ass showing? Is Survivor on like season like fifty five or something? It's got to be. The thing is, that guy he's like Richard on Lost. He never aged. Who? The guy with the necklace and the button down. The host of Survivor. John Probst or something? Probably. I say I couldn't tell it's you anything on, about that show. I know it's been it's on, on forever. That's, 44. that's Good all I know. fucking God. Yeah. How is that possible? Well, they do two <laughs> seasons a year. Who oh, because watches I was, it? No, I was about to say if it's season 44, like it came out like <laughs> early 2000s. How are they on season 44? What yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, York, it's 2038 right now. How long have you been asleep? You're like, what the fuck? It's kind of wild, though. It is wild. Speaking yeah, of hockey. <laughs> yeah, how about that stat I sent today? Do we want to lose a listener by doing this? What are you doing? Oh, gonna, you're making we're hockey. Lose yeah, we're going to lose our first listener of every podcast. He's, he's still going to listen. For the 29th consecutive season, the Stanley Cup champions will be from the United States. Well, and also it'll just be kind of a weird champion too. Like there's well, like no what? traditional, yeah, there's no, yeah, no traditional six. six or anything. Yeah. Cause what is it? Florida and Carolina, Carolina. And then it's the winner of this against uh, Dallas. Oh, God, well, Dallas, Seattle's in game seven. Right. Yeah. So is, Dallas is going to win. So Kraken stars play Vegas, which is wild. Yeah. Edmonton couldn't, couldn't quite do it. So unless, unless the Kraken can pull something out in the fourth, I mean, I just don't see him pulling this one out. <laughs> does it does it bug y'all when people are talking about hockey or just any sport in general? And like, if a sport is played in two sessions, it's first half, second half. Uh-huh. If it's played in three sessions, it's first period, second period, third period. If it's played in four, that's in quarters. And right. people will be watching hockey, and they're like, "Yeah, the first, the, the the first quarter." And I'm like, "Well, there's only three of them, so like, there's probably yeah, I don't, not I don't be- think you understand how a quarter works there, bud." Yeah, or like people will be watching like a football game, and they're like, like an NFL game, and they're like first half, and it's, come on, come on, guys, like let's. let's I, but I, but I'm okay with that because the first half, the first half and second half in a football game is, I see that you're you're devaluing this right here. Every person that's ever held that up on a sideline, you just slapped in the face, sir. People should not have Put done that four shit for the years. Fourth quarter. We would uh, we would always do a pinky for the fourth quarter. There was a guy that played at Germantown that uh, ripped his pinky off and kept playing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if it's actually true or not, but that's what they told us. I guess the there's nothing you can do about that. Like... Once it's off, it's off, right? You just put it on ice and then go get it stitched on. Yeah, put it in some of that bug juice. You're good to go. (laughs) 
Um, okay, this was this has been on here for I guess a couple of weeks. What is York doing right now? I don't know. Is he choking, laughing? I don't know if he's choking or laughing. It, what is he doing? The audio medium audio people podcasting are gonna, folks, but like, yeah, this is good pod. What'd you do? He's gonna start having a seizure here in a second because he hit that one spot on his leg. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm okay. I don't know. I just had like a little giggle moment. Was it because I said bug juice? It was that. And I, I'm just picturing the whole pinky thing and. <laughs> Just shook. some guy losing his pinky and then giving it to whatever managers on the sidelines. Fuck off. I'm going to figure out what to do with it. I don't need like, it. What do you want me to do? Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out, dip. <laughs> figure it out, shoe bitch. <laughs> Look, man, I just work on face masks. I'm not a medical professional. You need your air helmet pumped up? You, I got you. You, you don't you manage anything. Finger? Probably not. Kind of shoe, okay, what size shoe do you guys wear? <laughs> well, by this pinky, I'd probably say a ten and a half, sir. <laughs> Damn, he's a good manager. Is that Joe Churchill on TV? Who? Never mind. Joe wouldn't watch it. He, he knows who it is. Shout out Joe Churchill. Um, no, I wanted to ask about patio season. So. What um, is there a cutoff for y'all temperature wise when patio is a no go? Because um, look, we winter. we all live in the same region, and it's about to really crank up here in a couple weeks. And look, I love being outside and drinking cold beverages. I'll okay. I'll say this: if it's if it's hot, if if people want to do a patio. We have got to be in some semblance of shade because I will not sit down on a, you know, wrought iron chair in direct sunlight. That is a no, that's a non-starter. Yeah, that's why you just sit in the garage. Shaded, bug net, good to go. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I love dr- drinking on a patio. Like that's, that's the best. Like after work, go get a couple beers at happy hour, sit outside. Like right now is probably the best patio weather. It's either right now or like mid-October. Yeah, I was gonna I say, know, man, right now it's hotter than shit outside. Yeah, it's there's been but, it's just been so damn muggy because of all the rain. That's yeah. miserable. There's there's no temperature that'll keep me from being outside like drinking beer and grilling. Like I'll do it in 110 <laughs> degree heat. I do not give a shit. Dude, that's insane for you to say that because you sweat so much. Oh, dude, it was. I mean, York, you remember me like during some of the cookouts back in the day? Did you ever come over to those? You didn't ever cook out. I guess you're. I mean, you're you're figuring like I'm gonna sweat anyways. Yeah, what's the difference to me? I'll sweat inside right. the fucking house. Like, <laughs> might as well sweat being outside getting a sweet tan. Yeah, like I. Uh, and less salt because I can just put my sweat on the meat. <laughs> what's uh? Are we going? So what's like? I'm sure it's seasonal, but like, go to like happy hour patio drink. What is it? Mm. Like I, I feel like spring summer. It's got to be a cold beer or. If you're at a Hispanic establishment, you're probably going margarita. Yeah, you go margarita, but it's but at the same time, I've just kind of shot away from this. It's going to sound away, but like shot away from drinking beer altogether, just because I can't. Like I've I've gotten to where I cannot do it without just feeling bloated and full. Yeah, I mean, you're like a puts. Okay. No, I get that. That's fine. Like, I understand that and I accept it. But like, I don't. I've gotten to the point like right now, like, I don't care what I wear. I don't care like what I, you know, how I look, look like an idiot, look like an idiot. But I also going to enjoy myself while I'm out. I'll probably get like a. Anything on ice. I mean, 
You get a vodka yeah. soda, you can enjoy yourself drinking a vodka soda. Or if you see some, you know, you see you, what you do is, and what I've learned this, I did this tonight. You see somebody, you get a vodka soda, and it's very, you know, acceptable. But then yeah. you find another guy at the bar and see what they're drinking. And if they're drinking anything colorful, that gives you full permission to say, hey, what are you drinking? And he tells you, I'm like, oh, man, I was like, yeah, I'll have one of those. So then, like, you're not starting that. You're, yeah, you know. It's a conversation starter. It's a conversation starter. And it lets you, everyone, I mean, people can say what they want. Like, you drink, it, people make fun of people for drinking, you know, drinks that look girly or whatever you want to call it. But there's nothing wrong with drinking something that's fucking delicious. No. Like, hey, if it's, if daiquiris it's good, are it's delicious. Coladas, delicious. Oh my God. So I got these Miami um, Wise. Miami Wise, number one new show. Number one. <laughs> no, I got um I got these new drinks. They're like it's like a pina. Just give me a second. I'm gonna get it. If you like pina coladas and getting off in the rain. Good lord. Shout out. Shout out Folks, Jimmy watch Buffett. the YouTube video for this one. I've never seen a person struggle so much getting off a couch in their entire life. <laughs> he's saying he's he's sunken in there. I love it. He's trying to talk to me, but he doesn't realize he turned off his mic or unplugged his mic. <laughs> he just has no clue. He just realized that, so now you know he's walking around cussing right now. Ooh, the crack. Well, I just got- I just noticed his and once again, horrible audio podcast, but good video. I just noticed his tribute to the fallen soldier uh, in the background there. Don't address this right now. Okay. You wait. Sorry. Oh, God. I don't want to talk up. about him. What else is there to say? He's a moron. I will say, though, in terms of the drink discussion, I do feel as if I need to expand my palate some. Like, I typically don't like tequila drinks. I'll get like vodka drinks sometimes, very rarely though. And like whiskey drinks, little, like little East Nasty. Huh? Get you an East Nasty? Well, I just, it makes me sound very basic, but like I just, I like the taste of beer. Like, it's enjoyable to me. Like I like drinking like a bucket of beer. Like it's just, that's what I like. And I know that probably it would be better if I drank two vodka sodas, but if it's really hot outside and I'm on a patio, let's say drinking a bucket of nice cold Budweiser's is very refreshing to me and I enjoy it. And it's like, I understand the other things probably healthier and probably in theory better for me, but I enjoy, I enjoy the taste of beer. So I'm, that's what I'm going to go towards. I mean, it also kind of depends on what, what are you trying to get into? This is just like a casual beer too after work or you're meeting up with somebody. Yeah, I'm going to go a cold domestic. Now, if it's like a Friday or Saturday and I've got a babysitter, yeah, then I might go with like a vodka water or a margarita or yeah, like something like that. Um, but that's that's my struggle and like I think this is going to make me sound like an alcoholic, but I mean, I think you're going to test this. It's not like I'm like some like drunkard if it happens, but I'll drink beer like people drink like water or sweet tea or something like that. Like I just doubt it. <laughs> and I'll get to the end of the night and take a look at the check and be kind of stunned and go, really? Had nine of those? Didn't realize that. And it's just, it's, I can't, I can't not it. drink it fast. I try. But if it's good, I'm just going to drink it like a water or something. Like I'm just going to down it. Yeah, I mean. And I feel that's what maybe if I switch to other drinks, I wouldn't do that as quickly. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I mean, I think. What is I think that? It depends on. So it's a cook and marker. Um, coconut pina colada. Oh, colada? Yeah. Coconut and pineapple pina colada. Sounds very refreshing. It really is. I didn't want to like it, but I saw it. I said, eh. Mm. Zero sugar. Where'd you get that? You get that at the Kroger's? No. Um, the gas station at Sweeney and Church Road. Church. Uh, okay. Yeah. I like that place because last time I went there, I said, y'all need pizza sticks? And she was like, yeah, let me get you one. So she walks over there and she goes, look, these have been here for hours. I'll pick something else. And I appreciated the honesty. Like she could have just said, all right, yeah, let's sell these I appreciate pizza sticks. You. I thought she was going to give you some free pizza sticks. I did too, at the same time. <laughs> she was like, been for hours. Sweet. So you don't want them. No, awesome. No, so I can get them no, on discount. No, I don't want those. You're right. I don't want those. <laughs> Let me get them junts half off. Yeah. Let me take those off your hands real quick. Let me hold one. <laughs> so I finally get finished Barry and got caught up on Barry. It's like fucking depressing. Oh, dude, it's dark. God. It's good, though. It is good. But it is like... There's some like cringy where you're just like, eh, I don't know about this for the main character. <laughs> What's that? It's like the whole like dynamic with him and um, like his feature. Man. Like and she had no reason. She did not have to fucking do that. Oh, the girlfriend. Yeah. Girlfriend. I go back and forth on that where it's like, I mean, I get where she's coming from, but also like, Man, what an asshole. Yeah. Got to catch up. up on this this season. You brought I'm up trying Kroger. to catch up. I'm disappointingly catching up on Ted Lasso, but it's kind of, I think. So I, I've heard that this season is, because I haven't watched it yet. I've heard it's been a slog. It's it's what I imagine York felt the last season of Lost being. You're watching it because you've watched the rest, but you don't understand why you're doing it. I don't know. I didn't really mind the end of loss. What was I, didn't, didn't you? I know everybody hated it. Or most people did. Or you like the end, right? Yeah. Joe, you're thinking of Dexter. Dexter's what I'm thinking of. Dexter. Cause that was, yeah. Cause that was, uh, I believe that was actually the last writer strike. Dexter was what I'm thinking of. Well, so and when they, when Lost happened, or no, when they, Dexter happened, like I didn't I didn't even watch I didn't yeah. watch the the other season they came out with. The yeah. reboot? Yeah, I didn't watch that. I watched like two episodes and that was it. Yeah, same here. I watched it and I was just like, man, I think I was so distraught from how that ended. I was I was like I went on a Twitter <laughs> rampage about how mad I was about that. <laughs> So, at what point investment-wise with a show, like how many seasons in do you have to be to just not give up on it? Like, I'll be honest, I I hated the last season of Ozark and, like, what Ozark became, absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated everything about it. Didn't enjoy any character. Didn't enjoy the storyline. But... What what show? Ozark. Ozark. But I felt like I had invested... Enough into it where I was like, I'm going to give it a chance to move back in the right direction. And then by the end of it, I was just, Amanda hated watching it with me because I just wanted everybody to die. That's all. I was like, everybody needs to die. I hate everybody. I figured they would. I honestly can't remember how that ended. It acted like the kid shot. What's his name? The private eye or the detective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just stupid. I mean, just... I think Ozark and, like, Ted Lasso, just because we're talking about them, those were two shows that, like, they could have ended it after the first season, and it would have been great. Yeah, yeah, no notes. That was a great season of, of a television show. Yeah. 
And a lot of like seasons, the, a lot of shows do that too. They'll do like the whole, like that show. Um, you ever watch on the Showtime? Um, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. Really I heard good. it's good. Brian Cranston, like it's really good. Like they did that for one season, and it's like okay, makes sense. What's I feel yeah. like. Um, well, I feel like a lot of shows will do it where they like we are filming this as just one season, and then they gauge interest and like reactions, and then they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just make more because we're gonna make money. Yeah. Does that is that what can make it bad? Because you put all this effort into one season, not knowing, and then, I mean, is that is that kind of the the new fault of how we do television and streaming now? Of, well, we'll give you a season, and we'll see. And you put every single thing you have into this season, not knowing. Well, as long as ratings are good, I've got two seasons or three seasons on board here. So you pack everything in and then all of a sudden the writers are screwed season two, season three, just trying to figure something out. Well, I think the really good shows have, they have the ending in mind already. And as they're, as it's going, I think they, the real good creative writers will find different things throughout it. You know, like as they said, they, uh, they were supposed to kill um, what's his nuts? The dad from Succession. They're supposed to kill him early on. Yeah, but they, you know, but he he became a character. Yeah, and they kept men. So I mean, the good, the really good shows and good writers, skilled writers can, you know, have that in mind. And like that's what that's what can you can see how the characters develop, see how audiences are taking to the characters kind of like no hank and end up building something more off of that so what's a show in your mind that had that full like full run like the last season it got over with and you kind of said to yourself thank you like that was the way it should have been like that was that was it breaking bad that's that's i mean that's exactly so you're, you're saying I should actually watch the last season. I know, yeah, know. absolutely. Like it has I, become that kind of hated I, I, show like I just, Ozark to me. I but the, I just don't I'm surprised of that. That's one show I thought was just done very well. And it's it built it built up to so many things, it built up to him getting caught, built up to him his family falling apart, built up to hit to finally Hank finds out. Builds yeah. up to just all this stuff. Then you have yeah. the whole thing with Gus and like all these other things. Like they introduced new people that turned into like really different little subplot storylines. And that's how you get, yeah. you know, Better Call Saul. I haven't watched that yet. One thing that was so that's El Camino was not, that wasn't well received. I think. And I don't know if it's because of the character. I think Saul Goodman was just incredible. Yeah. I kind of leaned that I, I thought Better Call Saul was better than Breaking Bad. Not me. Not at all. I watched it all, just, but I could not. I don't know. I guess I expected the, more. The one thing I find hard with the television show, and I don't care if the characters are good or bad necessarily, but I want to be able to root for somebody. Like I want to be able to have an emotional connection and a want for some person to succeed. And with breaking bad going into that last season, it's just gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't want these people to succeed. I don't want anything good to happen to any of them. I don't want I think that's- anything to happen good to the families. They're all horrible, like <laughs> narcissistic assholes. I, I just don't want anything to happen to them. I think that's why Better Call Saul resonated with me more because there were at least some redeeming qualities to Saul Goodman. Well, he he also realizes what he is. You know, it's it's arrogant about it. Yeah, because like Walter White is arrogant in a horrible way. Like he thinks he's the best person on face of the earth. And it's like, dude, you make meth. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're not brilliant. You're a fucking meth maker. That's what you are. Go back and teach fucking shitty high school chemistry at New Mexico public schools, which are probably shit. Go do that. 
Like you're, you're worthless in life. You've done nothing. Shout out to the Lobos. <laughs> and it's just, it's that arrogance that I'm like, you're just a fucking like, get over yourself, bro. Yeah. I, it definitely like his character really did a 180. Yeah. And I get like, that's part of the show. And like, that's, I mean, Brian Cranston was incredible and just becoming that because, you know, growing up, you see him, um, as the dad and, uh, yeah, Malcolm in the middle. And then you see him like this ruthless kingpin that is just like, I will stop at nothing. Like, my empire will thrive no matter what. Don't care. Yeah. Um, well, like, like better call Saul, like he had some moments where he was a scumbag, but then he also like really cared about his brother and really tried to help his brother and was patient and really went above and beyond to try to help him as much as possible. And gotcha. then, you know, he gets screwed over by several people. Like people take advantage of him because I do think deep down, like he, has a good heart. And in the show, there are people that will take advantage of that and will treat him like shit because they don't yeah. look at him as a real attorney. So he's like, it was that chase or whatever. Yeah. 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 It was like that kind of like him against the world type thing. And then, you know, he had the, I don't know. There were just different, um, it's a different feel in better call Saul where it was like in, in breaking bad. You're like always waiting for like, someone's going to get murdered. Someone's yeah. going to get, uh, you know, a bomb shoved up their ass and they're going to blow up in this building. Like <laughs> it was just no holds bar, just insane. That was um, an awesome scene when, when, gu- when that bomb goes off oh, and they do that off. shot of his face. That, that was actually pretty cool. That was pretty good. Um, what yeah, would, it, so Zach, what would yours be? Is yours better call Saul in terms of, you know, it gets done and you're satisfied and, and, you know, content with everything. Um, I would have liked it better if it led more into the he's Saul Goodman now. Yeah, like I'll, I'll in say terms this, of you saying that about Breaking Bad, I will probably actually go. I mean, I truthfully stopped watching Breaking Bad after what the fifth season finale. I guess it is. So think about it this way: so you talk like he gets arrogant and he's like, so he's a shit, blah, blah, blah. At that point, he's pretty much lost his family. He has nothing. That's all he has at this point. So that's why he's like, all right, fuck it. I fucked everything up. Like, this is what I'm good at now. Cause I'm successful. Like I, this is, this is where I get my respect from now. I'm going to take this full on. Like, cause he's lost respect but, from his family. Lost respect. Going, from- going back into the seasons, if he was not a, if if he was a if he was as rational as he makes himself out to be, then going back in the seasons, he had a chance for that friend of his and the friend of his wife's to cover everything he needed medical wise. And if he's as rational as he claims to be, then the rational move is, hey, you know, this is a guy that kind of owes me, you know, and he's willing to help now. Then I'm going to I'm going to do that. You know, because I, I do love my family. I want to you know, live and this and that. So that's where it always kind of got confusing to me was he prides himself as this like rational, like fault guy. And it's like, well, dude, you had chances to like not go down this road like you chose to. So are you rational or are you just kind of crazy? Like, he's, well, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like he's. He you said it right. Like he's. Proud. Yeah. Like he's he's too prideful to he's like you know what you have what you have because of me like I'm not gonna take a handout from you like I don't take shit from you you take shit from me let me flex my muscle against you. That's I just hope he dies. Um, six, so I watch season six. I would probably we'll go with um. Uh, I watch so much television it's bad. <laughs> um the good place was awesome okay yeah the end of that i thought it was, it was like dude there's so many directions they could have gone and they were super silly with a lot of things and they had a lot of you know 
jokes that were very canon for that, you know, that whole universe, whatever. I liked that. Like the, they all kind of decide their like eternal existence. And, you know, that's it. And it was very peaceful. Like, they're in a nice, like, you know, wooded forest and everybody's content with how they're going to end it. Um, and like as silly and like wacky as it was, like it was like a very real finale where it's like, okay, like, yeah, like this is good. Yeah. Um, really liked that one. Um, Michael, Michael Shore wasn't going to screw that up after the office. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I justified like, just incredible like man like just the the end when they're just talking you know through the through the glass and you know like when boyd is you know at the end when he's talking to him and asking him if he you know if he ever thought that they would you know be here and if he you know thought that he was a bad person you know he's just like we dug coal together man like we're good like that was that was a pretty powerful line where you know Raylan Givens, you know Timothy Oliphant's just like we dug coal together, man. Like we're boys, we're good. Hmm. Um, and then I guess the obvious one is Sopranos. <laughs> I mean, just a just a brilliant way to end the show. I mean, yeah, people people still talk about that to this day. Pissed off a lot of people though too. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, what do you, is everybody here watch The Sopranos? No. Oh, man. I think you would really like that show. I really do. I think you would. That's, that's, you, I a, think you'd really like it. That's a 10 out of 10. No notes. Like the hype is real with that one. Yeah. It's very, it's very good. Could have been a contender. Um, yeah, I thought the finale there was great. Yeah, I can't really. I'm I mean, surprised nobody's mentioned my favorite. Uh, that would be the ending of The Middle. Very great show. What the hell is that? Exactly. I've never heard of that. The what? The Middle. I don't know what that is. If I just uh, neither of y'all have any idea what it is. No idea. It was a show that never jumped the shark. It just stayed what it was supposed to be. Oh, it's a network on ABC. Yeah, they didn't do anything stupid. It just stayed to a storyline. I would almost compare it to like a uh, a modern day kind of Roseanne in a way. Um, not quite as problematic, but um, that's kind of what it was in terms of like portraying like that type of family and uh, that type of area, things like that. It was just really good. I mean, I can't believe neither me or York have mentioned it, but I like the way the office ended. Yeah. I mean, of course, everyone hates those last couple of seasons, but uh, the way it ended was great. Really limp to the finish, but. Well, I was, I was going to say, can an ending make up for <laughs> multiple <laughs> But at the I same mean, time, like, what do you do? If, I, if it, it's not like it's not like they it's not like he they didn't want him to stay, like, what yeah. do you do? Yeah, well, I think it, you you leave Angela to, Vickers in there. They had to deal with so they had to deal with the show being so beloved, and they just kept going, and then everybody started getting famous. Yeah. So people just didn't have the bandwidth to solely focus on that one show because the people they had to make the main characters now were not main characters, but like the main focus were their awesome secondary. Yeah. Like role players, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And if they yeah, just I mean, never that... brought in Nelly, like the show would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. I she, hate, she... I hate magicians. I still like I still like one of my favorite clips though is whenever they were moving her. Oh, just hauling some cue with Dwight. Hauling cue. Hauling cue. 
Yeah, I I mean, it's 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 hard to do a show for over four or five seasons and to yeah. just be be good the whole time. So many variables, you know, not even just like writing a script or finding good actors, but I mean, you're just having to deal with, you know, okay, so-and-so was in season one, two, and three. Now they're a mega superstar. Yeah. We either can't afford them or they don't have the time. They're getting paid more to do these movies. It's a lot. Did, did Chris Pratt, break big before the end of parks and rec how did that timeline work i can't place it in my head. he did so he lost all that weight remember that one season like they joked about how quick he lost weight yeah he lost that weight to be had a bird okay gotcha yeah what a great movie i think you know and i don't know how friends ended they never really watched it but it's a good ending I kind of like how, you know, like Seinfeld ended. They were just like, we're just going to make everybody kind of like a piece of shit. And that's what we're going to do here. And they're going to end up in jail for just being kind of assholes laughing at a guy. And that's what we're going to do. No redeeming qualities. Let's just end it. That's a, that's a brilliant. I mean, that's a top 10, maybe top five television show. Yeah. Like it stayed true to its roots the whole time. Yeah. Literally a show about nothing. And then at the end, yeah, they're in they're in jail for something just so stupid. What show? And yeah, I mean, it's like Seinfeld. Oh, all of them are you know different degrees, but like all of them are jerks. York also figured it out the other day. Like my dad has always referred to you. Like for some reason, you reminded him of Costanza for a long time, and I don't agree with that anymore. But I do think that you're a don't Jerry. No, I think you're a Jerry Costanza hybrid. I think you have Costanza-like qualities on some ends, but I think in terms of just kind of like your, like I'll watch old episodes and like Jerry like talking to like a female he meets out. I swear to God, I don't know you don't watch the show. I know you hate the show, but some of the lines you use, like some of the cadence and the way you approach it you are very Seinfeld-esque without probably knowing anything that he does in that entire show. It's, it's almost odd how on point you'll be sometimes with that. And take it as a compliment. I mean, Jerry in that show, always surrounded by, you know, A-list like actresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like, it looks like it was like a combination of, Moneyball, going back to Chris Pratt. Moneyball was 2011, and then 2012, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. One. That'll do it. So he that'll do it. Super ripped for that. Um, and then yeah, he was Lego Movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic World. He was in Avengers, another Jurassic, another Guardians, another Lego Movie, another Avengers. Onward is a favorite in our house. I don't know if you've ever seen that, York. I have not. It's an animated movie. It is it very woke. I don't woke. think so. What is something that people weren't happy about? Open that the third eye. Uh... Are you talking about the, the movie The Big Red? No, that too, but still haven't watched it. Is it good? I have no idea. I don't think onwards, but I, I don't even. Why are we doing this? I'm just. I, I'm just asking. It's okay to talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just a pejorative that's just annoying at this point. I think it's. I think it's the whole thing was they. You don't want to see two purple people <laughs> kissing each other. Dude, onward was about like doesn't their dad die or something, and they have to like drive a yeah. van or something. They use magic to bring him back for one day. Yeah, that all just seemed extremely like depressing to me. No, what's depressing I mean, is the one movie with the dead black guy in the hat and the glasses. Soul, soul. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I thought you were going to say the Good Dinosaur. That movie's sad as shit. I ain't seen that one. <laughs> So, right. Let's pick a. Uh, you want to pick up wrap up uh, wrap up topic? 
or anybody right. got anything they want to steer these last couple of minutes? <laughs> hmm. All right. What is it? Oh, he had to mute his mic because he's laughing so hard. You can't laugh a on a podcast and then not tell us what it's about. And we don't have to have a last topic. I was just thinking because of the we started late because of computer issues and things of that nature. Um, now we could do. Uh, we got plenty of stuff on the docket. Let's. Do what's it. a good one for you? I feel like we haven't gone your way for any uh, anything discussion wise. Me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say. I, I'm just honestly curious about this. Um, Jim Carrey. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on. Let me find the article. It was. Did uh, he say something stupid? No. Okay. So here it is. Uh, it's just basically like a crazy story about Jim Carrey. So. Um. I heard it on a podcast and then I was like, this sounds ridiculous. And then once they started talking about it, I was like, Oh shit. Like this is, yeah, this is true. Um, so in 1994, a year that could be coined the year of Carrie. Um, it was just like this launch pad for Jim Carrey. Well, you, 1994, so, 1994. So he was obviously like well-known for being the white guy on in living color. Yeah. Like he was just like the, the wacky white dude on a show with a lot of black comedians. Um, but in 1994, oh, damn. 1994, um, he was in, uh, Ace Ventura pet detective. That movie on a $15 million budget, made $107 million worldwide. Jesus. It was number one at the box office for four weeks. And I mean, that was like, you know, his arrival as like a A-list, you know, lead actor. Then he was in The Mask, which is based on a comic, um, which... I'm sure y'all have seen the mask, right? Yeah. Did y'all ever notice the tie-in to like the Marvel universe? When he goes to um, Ben Stein, who's plays like the psychiatrist or whatever, or the psychologist no, that he, he goes and talks to him about the mask. And he no. talks about how the mask is um, like tied to Loki. Didn't realize that. So, like, Loki is... Loki's in the... Uh, what's his name, right? Uh, yeah, Hiddleston. So, it's like a god in Norse mythology that is, um, you know, just like a shapeshifter, all about pranking people, whatever. Anyway, so The Mask was his next film. Um made a ton from that. Uh, then third film of 1994, he's in dumb and dumber, which is just bonkers. Jesus Christ. So yeah, it was awful. It's like how like bad, like that. We lost him. I can't tell if this is a bit or not. It's a bit. He had a hard out at 10. Um, so anyway, so in that year, he, um, Ace Ventura got him all these other gigs. So he went from making around 400 grand to 7 million for a movie. Jesus Christ. So like, I mean, just remarkable. I mean, he's been around forever. Like Dumb and Dumber made 247 million. So that was uh, in 94, they ended three straight weeks at number one. Um, I mean, just crazy. 
Like it kind of like people say it kind of led the way for Tommy Boy and like there's yeah. something about Mary, like just goofy, dumb movies. Yeah, just kind of that mid nineties, late nineties, like comedy movie kind of genre that was out there. Yeah, and he was Hollywood's first twenty million dollar man when he was in the cable guy. Jesus. Which is just crazy. I was gonna say I feel like there were better roles for him to make twenty million off of, but cable guy wasn't terrible. It's kind of a cult classic. Like it wasn't, um, I don't think it was received well, but yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Well, see, look at that. York bailed out, but for the people that stayed on, the more you know, you know, little <laughs> NBC, the more you know, Jim Carrey. I mean, honestly, that's like a, the, 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 you know, baseball triple crown or something coming out of those 394. Yeah. So hey, do you know how old he is? He's got to be in his mid fifties, I would imagine. He's sixty-one. That is insane. He uh, so according to <laughs> wealthygorilla.com. dot com. There you go. He has a net worth of one hundred and eighty million. Jesus, one of the richest comedians in the world. But yeah, I I just thought that that was just insane that he had that run of three super successful, super lucrative films. That's nice. And like, that's like how he got his career started. Just, yeah. Look at so that. There you go. Learn about uh, Jim Carrey. No. This is a pretty good one this week. Yeah. I feel like we get some controversy at the beginning with the birthday presents. <laughs> got a little skewed on the TV topic for a little while, but always good, I think. Poison Ivy's a son of a bitch. I can talk TV all day. I love it. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we might do another episode. Time and schedules permitting. I do need to, uh, either if we do another episode this week, uh, we'll do a preview, or uh, next week we'll do a recap because I will be seeing Fast 10 on Friday. Yeah, that shows you how out of it I was. I was like, oh, PGA Championship. You're like, no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. Not the worst major. We're talking about the best release of the year. <laughs> we, we can talk about the PGA Championship, too. So. Okay. I have my notes ready for that one. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, York dipped out. Um, maybe he had to poop or something. I don't know. No, he did in the, in the notes here, and I'm sure he's comfortable with me saying this. He just wrote, diarrhea little came out bailed that's all he said and folks that's 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 the information we're going to give you yeah um so there you go if you see him at moon dance ask him uh how's diarrhea is going so <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for the rad dad podcast again we're still kind of juggling schedules trying to figure this out we might we might stick to two episodes a week uh we might we might just do one it'll all be depending on what we're doing Either way, we'll be uh, we'll be back. So thanks to York, thanks to Joe, and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks to uh, the sponsors, Michael Ultra, um, you know, Lacroix, Zen, all the uh, the folks that make the show possible. We appreciate it. So I'm sure York's on the other side somewhere and just waving by. But uh, yeah. Joe will do this again soon. Yes, sir. All right. Talk to you later. We out.